0: hello everyone and welcome back to Gettin Dreamers. I am your co-host Christy and I'm your co-host Emily. And welcome back to episode 13. Taylor Swift, lucky 13, cannot believe we're here. I feel like we say that for every episode, but it's honestly
1: true. Yes, (laughs) I cannot believe. And yes, I love Taylor Swift. I have been on Taylor Swift era's tour TikTok for the past two nights. Well, Mm -hmm. past two days. And literally every single video is era's tour, which I am obsessed with. I love it. Oh, oh girl, (laughs) me too. I'm
0: loving it. But I'm also not loving it. Well, okay, I am. Of course, I'm loving it all. <laughs> but I, I don't want the spoilers because mm. I'm going in April, and so I'm trying to savor some of that so I don't spoil it all, but it's kind of impossible at this point, so... Because I just want to watch it all. I want to see all her outfits. I'm here for it.
1: Yes, it really is impossible to not see everything, especially if you're just scrolling on TikTok. But for me, I did not get tickets, and I'm still Uh. so sad. But I did see people were able to purchase tickets the day of, like under face value. So I'm like, hmm, maybe that could happen for me for SoFi Stadium. I am so down to try that with you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and like go again if we can get cheap cheap tickets. I am so down because I I need to see this woman in person. <laughs> I need to be in the, m- the flesh. <laughs> I need to be in the <laughs> same like like breathing air as her. So, yes. I that is going to be our mission for when she's here in LA. Okay. <laughs> I'm so down. I mean, because I've seen Taylor a few times, and
0: I will say that she is one of the best artists to see live ever. She's just there's just something about it. She connects with her audience so well. You get this little wristband that lights up the whole stadium and <gasps> like pink or blue based off of the song, and it's just it's everything. Um, especially the eras too are like mm-hmm. what?
1: Like it's every era. I need that. Do you know what like your outfit's gonna be for when you see her next month? Oh my gosh. So, yes and no,
0: I have these fuchsia heels that have butterflies on them, and they're just so cute and fun, so lover. Yes. But then I was watching TikToks, and people were saying how you need to prioritize footwear for your era's Tour outfit. And that is not prioritizing my feet, because these... (laughs) Bitches! I shouldn't <laughs> swear, but I just did. Um, but the sh- these shoes are like five inches tall. Oh girl! So I don't know if I should wear them or not, but I really want to. Just imagine the photos. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm still figuring
1: it out. Oh my gosh! Wait, do the the boots for the photos, but then bring a pair of sneakers <laughs> with you. No, I I will be the
0: person to do that. I, I will absolutely do that.
1: I am excited. Like, no matter for you. what No matter what, it will be lover attire, Mm -hmm. um, because
0: that's my favorite album.
1: Absolutely. And, like, your vibe is, like, that, you know? Just that era. I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate it. (laughs) Wait, what's your favorite era?
1: Um, I would say, so I am, like, a new Swifty. I've never seen her in concert. I, like, listened to, I was a big fan of her when she first came out. So, like, Love Story, uh, that era, yes. but then I, like, didn't listen to her, like, up until Midnight's, um, uh-huh. and, like, I knew, like, her popular songs, but I wasn't, like, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty, but then okay. Midnight's came out, and I was, like, a <laughs> big fan, uh-huh. <laughs> so I would just say I love Midnight's just because mm. that album is just everything to me, but I, I will go back and listen to her whole discography because yes. a lot of people are like going back and streaming everything and I need to like listen to it because I know a lot of people really like like folklore and like speak now mm-hmm. and like lover and I've only listened to like the popular song so I need to like go and like listen uh-huh. to everything and then maybe like I'll have a different opinion
0: <laughs> yeah no that's fair and I will f- I will say that I think folklore and evermore are very different vibes for people uh-huh. and some people didn't know how to react to these like folky kind of hippie vibes that she was giving off Mm -hmm. and I didn't for a while too until I actually gave it a shot into that like more moody music but then I was like yes yes I love this (laughs) so (laughs) so now I love it and it's just my sad music jam Yeah, Um, but you have to kind of get into
1: it and each era is so different yes exactly so that's my homework for the next couple weeks is just listening to every era i want to go in like timeline order (laughs) so like starting from the beginning and then going till like present day so uh, who knows well maybe we'll manifest some tickets yes let's day of but yeah anyways aside from taylor swift um what are your slays and dismays this week christy
0: Oh, my gosh. So, Slay is definitely going to the Pretty Basic pop-up with Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, last weekend, I think it was, me and Emily went to La La Land, which is at The Grove, and there was a pop-up meet and greet with Remy and Alicia, and... These are people that we've been looking up to for so long, been watching. i I think I've been watching them since like two thousand and sixteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. um and it, it's so cool because we were in l a. and we were able to go to
1: it, yes. it was everything when they first announced that they were doing their pretty basic pop-up i immediately texted christy and said Uh we are going (laughs) we are going and then they announced that they were going to be there in person and yes i was like we are going cancel all your plans we have to go and meet them um and so yeah it was amazing Well, and we've always said that I'm so much
0: like Alicia, you're so much like Remy. And so we needed to go, this was not a want, this was like a need um
1: <laughs> so yes. we waited in
0: line how long do you think we waited in line
1: so we waited in line for three hours because I made a little TikTok vlog and we got in the line at 145 they said that they were going to be there at two um we could have gotten there earlier but it's fine we got in line <laughs> at 145 we didn't get inside until about four forty-five. so it was about three hours yeah. but the first like couple people that they were seeing, they were really giving them a lot of time to talk. So we didn't see a lot of movement in the line for a long Mm -hmm. time, and they actually cut off the line. Not too many people behind us, really. Yeah. And there were so many people there. It was crazy and it was so funny too because we saw them pull up to the meet and greet in Remy's freaking blue G-Wagon.
0: It was so cool.
1: Which was very iconic and then they like pulled up and everyone was screaming and then you can see us a glimpse <laughs> a glimpse of us in Alicia's vlog. So do a little slow-mo. So <laughs> and, basically we're besties with them. And you'll you'll see us. <laughs> But it was it was so good. And then we got to meet them. If you guys want to see a video of that, it's also in my TikTok vlog. Um, and it was very chaotic of yes. us meeting them.
0: <laughs> and I think I blacked out a bit because I'm just like, wait, what's happening? Right. But I just remember randomly telling Alicia... Alicia, I've been watching you since your school, (laughs) Alicia. Dang. I just, I remember saying that. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like no I was no
1: word of vomiting because yeah. there was that guy who kept on telling us to like basically wrap it up because at that point we were like the last group of people that were like able to go meet them um, and so they were really wanting to be just quick in and out in and out and right. I felt like we had a lot to say <laughs> to them and I wish that I was able to have more time with them but there was a guy that kept saying like oh like do you guys want to get a picture basically trying to make us wrap it up, but uh-huh. I was still on a tangent. I was like, Remy, like, we are the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys mean the world to me. We And then you, you said, we made a podcast. And they were like, what's the podcast? And then we were, like, telling them about it. And then I was like, I gave uh, Remy a twice photo card because I know that she loves twice, and then we were, like, giving it that to her, and then it was, like, a whole thing. And then I felt like I could have said so much more. So I... This is going to be my, what I would have said if I had more time. I would have said, content baby content is our <laughs> anthem. My, That's, my yes. anthem. And we say that, I think, every day. I I think that phrase is just a part of my daily lingo at this point. It's,
0: it's definitely in the dictionary. <laughs> it, yes, It's
1: in the Christian and Emily Bible. You know how the Kardashians, oh, yeah. like, they always say, like, Bible and stuff? That's in our Bible, content baby content. Mm. So, that's, there's that. And then also, I wanted to just tell Remy that we are literally the same person. It's kind of crazy. And I could go on a tangent about how much we're similar. But so many people, like, if I, like, mention that I love Pretty Basic and, like, Remy, Uh people are like, oh, my gosh, you give me Remy vibes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. You do. And it's the
0: fact, too, that we didn't even say anything to Remy and Alicia about us being similar. Right when we walked up to them, Alicia was like, wait, wait. Like,
1: you guys are us, and we are you. And we're we're like, yes, that's, that's the goal. Yes, the fact that Alicia said that without us saying a single word... I was literally screaming because she already knew. She she knew just looking at us. Right. We are them.
0: Only if she would have been blonde too, it just would have upped it. Even oh my more. gosh. Okay, yeah. But if you
1: are if you ever go brunette and get bangs. Get bangs. Then it would really be like identical but it was just so much fun and I'm just so happy that we were able to meet them and then I posted my little TikTok vlog of our pretty basic pop-up experience and then the queen herself Remy Miss Remy Ashton (gasps) followed me on TikTok I'm and she, I love it for you. And she commented on my TikTok video. Wait, she did? I yes, go check it out. She said, in all caps, MY TWIN. And then said, like, thank you so much for coming. And I literally was screaming so hard when I saw that she commented and followed. And then Alicia reposted one of my stories into her story. So then I know that Alicia saw my content too. And I was just like, ah.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Yeah,
1: so if they're listening, (laughs) we love
0: you guys. We love (laughs) y'all. We love y'all. Do another pop-up so we can be besties again. Yeah,
1: but that was our experience, and it was really, truly one of the greatest experiences of my it life. It so, <laughs> so fun.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the topic of slates and dismay, really quick, yeah. what, do you have a dismay? Do we want to share that? Yes, obviously, we always have a dismay
1: here. We um, have to share the dismay. Undid. Um <laughs> So, aside from the amazing experiences that we have been having recently, my dismay would be that I am still, as you guys know... Still on this crazy job hunt. I'm going on now, this is week three of me being unemployed. Fun employed, if I should say. Oh! So, just the dismay of me not making money. But it's fine. (laughs) We are figuring it out as we go. And uh-huh. Right now, I'm still in the process of just doing interviews. I had one today, um, and then because I'm looking for a role in social media, all of these places are asking me to complete projects for them to see mm. my work, which is very frustrating. I will be honest and transparent, because a lot of these companies are asking like a lot from me, and right. it's like basically asking for like free work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, just go to my portfolio. You can see Mm. like all of the TikToks that I've created. You can see like previous Instagram feeds that I have like managed and like social media things that I've done. Like you can literally go to my website and see all of that. So it's like, oh my gosh, I have to do... X, Y, and Z, do all of this for this brand. And then I'm interviewing for another company. And then they ask for this. And then another company's asking for this. And so at this point, I've done, I've completed two projects. I'm in the process of doing one project. And then I have another project incoming. So (laughs) that's my dismay is all of these projects that I have to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's hard when you're actively interviewing and Every single interview that you're doing is asking you for a project because then all of a sudden you have five projects that you're doing for different companies at one time Mm -hmm. and you're not getting paid for any of them, but you're doing all this work. So that's exhausting. Yeah.
1: And like the work that I'm doing, like I could be spending that time to like get paid work, with like mm-hmm. my social media and like, but I can't do right. that because I have to spend time doing free work for like a company. So it's mm-hmm. like real difficult right now, but I am hoping and manifesting that with all of this hard work that I'm putting in, something will come out of it. And hopefully I will get an offer from one of these companies soon.
0: <laughs> you will. You're so amazing that Whatever is formulating Uh right now in the universe, I know it's going to be amazing for you, and I'm manifesting that right with you. Anytime I see one one one, I send it over your way.
1: Yes, and I (laughs) greatly appreciate that. But that's my dismay. Tell tell me about your dismay this week, Christy. Oh
0: yeah, um, I would say my dismay is you know we always talk about the Menti bees on here, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna bring that up as well (laughs) today. In general, was. just such an emotional day for me. I woke up and I just, for some reason I could not stop crying. Mm -hmm. Like I was just in an emotional mood. Am I near my PMS era? Yes, I am. near (laughs) nearing that. So is that contributing? Possibly. But I was still just very emotional, could not stop crying. Like I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, but I'm just, I'm a bit homesick. You know, I miss my family. I miss my cat. I miss the new puppy that we have in our family that I just met. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard, I think, sometimes being out all the way across the country in California and not having to, the ability to just go downstairs and say hi to my brother or hi to my mom or dad or hug my cat. Right. So it can be hard just being kind of lonely, you know. Um, so that hit me hard today out of all days. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be my dismay. Um, I'm just... Trying to work through it and look forward and count down the days till I can go back to Florida, see my family, um, and go from there. But it has been hard recently.
1: Yeah. Homesickness is rough because yeah. it's so hard when your family's so far away and mm-hmm. you're like used to seeing them very frequently yeah. and then you go and make a big move because that's mm-hmm. what you want to do and that's what your mm-hmm. heart is telling you. You want to go and explore the the world and do mm-hmm. what you want to do, but then your family is in another state, so definitely hard.
0: Yeah, it it is and it can be. So just, you know, I'm here for at least my lease and then figuring out what I'm going to do after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, you know, I'm looking forward to this summer Mm -mm. in California and everything that that will hopefully be, but, um, yeah, that's my
1: dismay of the week. Yeah. Um. But this, I I will say though, Christy, this summer, uh we are going to do lots of uh, California adventures because Harsh and I will be long distance again (laughs) for the summer, so you have me. (laughs) That's right. See, this is why we both
0: need to be, okay, I'm not manifesting this into the universe, but I'm just saying, imagine if we were like both unemployed and we could just like adventure and hoppity-deepity around. Discovering all these new SoCal places and we could share them with our besties.
1: I know. <laughs> the dream? That would sort of be nice. I mean, okay, but in that instance, I wouldn't consider myself, like, unemployed if I was doing, like, content creation, like, See? for, like, content a, baby content. a legitimate, like, income, you know? Right, right. I don't know. Uh, so, content baby <laughs> content this summer? Hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay, so going off of content, baby content, uh-huh. and our dreams of like, being content creators full time, this mm-hmm. is sort of segueing into what we're talking about today in today's episode. It <laughs> is.
0: So today we wanted to talk about all things brand deals. Content creation for a brand, how to market yourself, um, and also just what goes into content creation in general for a micro-influencer or someone who is wanting to grow their social media in some way. Um, Because me and Emily have both been there, where we've grown our accounts from the bottom up. Um, Me personally, on my main page, Christy underscore McKenna, (laughs) I have had that account for Gosh knows how long, because that's actually my personal account. It's not just a Disney account or whatever, like, some people do. It's my personal account that I've had forever. Um, and I've just grown it since,
1: yeah, since it's been there. <laughs> since, since the inception. Since the existence. <laughs> yeah, if you guys scroll, 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 scroll on Christy's Instagram, you'll find some goodies on there. <laughs> well,
0: and... Uh, my feed has always been so important to me. So mm-hmm. even if you do scroll, you'll see the more lifestyle content that I used to do. Even back in like 2016, 2015, when I was 16 years old and posting content, it was still very important to me to have pretty colors and to have a cohesive feed um, because that's what Alicia Marie had so I needed to have that. I needed to (laughs) replicate it in some way.
1: Yes, obviously. And I will say, like, even scrolling all the way to the bottom of your feed, everything is still so aesthetic and so, like, incredible. Because I feel like some people, they start off and it's just, like, I don't know, like, not cute. Because it's just people starting off. But your content has always been, like, so cute. Even when you were, like... When did you start posting? Like when you were like 15, (laughs) 14? Yes, when
0: I was around 15. But this was also because I grew up with my mom who is a photographer. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of always be her test subject. Mm. And then we would kind of create these little photo shoots together. And it would kind of be our thing where it would just be a fun thing that we would do if we're out, or if I got a cute outfit at the mall. Like, let's have a little photo shoot. Let me test my new lens. Let's go to this cool location and take photos so it was always kind of that and then I would just post it and it would really be just to post it for my friends Mm -hmm. um but then I started tagging all of these different fashion accounts I would hope that would repost my things um and it started being more of a lifestyle fashion account Mm -hmm. until I went and did the DCP which is when it more changed to like Florida, Disney, DCP, college content.
1: Yeah. So when did you start, like, working with brands and diving more into doing brand collabs?
0: I would say that was definitely when I found more of that niche, Mm -hmm. which was Disney. Um, And I don't know what the first brand that I collabed with, but I would say... um, I collabed a lot with Danielle Nicole, which she makes bags um, that are sold at like box lunch Mm -hmm. and Hot Topic. um, And some are sold at the parks as well. But I collabed with her a lot on some special projects. And then lots of other stuff kind of came my way, like loci bracelets and uh, makeup brands and everything in between as well. Um, And that's when that kind of started ramping up more when I When I found that Disney niche. Um, But you you kind of started with the whole lifestyle um,
1: feed first, right? Yeah. So I have created several Instagram accounts throughout the Mm -hmm. year. So I started, like, taking social media more seriously in, like, 2018, 2019. Um, And I was posting on my personal Instagram, so it's just at Emily emilymayant. And Mm -hmm. I was posting, like, lifestyle content in San Diego. So I would go around San Diego and take different pictures in, like, La Jolla or, um at Pacific Beach or Coronado, and just take pictures, did a lot of, like, just fashion and, like, things like that. Um, This was also when I was, like, blogging, so this was very much, like, the lifestyle Mm. blogger, fashion blogger era on social media, so I did, like, the whole blog situation, and then I also, like, I remember in my captions, I would, like, write out what each piece of clothing was from and that was like that era um so i was doing that for a while and then this was when i was posting like everything very neutral colors uh very just like the aesthetic of a San Diego blogger and Mm. did that for a while and then grew that and started working with brands when I was posting my lifestyle content. So I did that. And then when I did my small business Instagram, I grew that. That is still to this day, my biggest account. Um, My Mm. personal Instagram right now, I like did a cleanse of it. It used to be at around like 8k followers was when it was at its peak. My small business is at 12k and then my Disney account still growing. We are almost at 6k. But Woo. I've grown three accounts. <laughs> so if yeah. I put everything into one account, it would have a bigger follower account. Follower yes. account. <laughs> but I have three separate ones. Um but uh-huh. that's basically like small business started doing brand collabs and that aspect of, like, showing different, like, I don't know, business products, um, so did Mm -hmm. a lot with that, and then my personal was lifestyle stuff, and then with Disney, that was when I started doing brand collabs that were more, like, Disney-focused, so, like, box lunch, Hot Topic, all of those, Um, Mm. but I'd say, like, majority of my brand collabs so far were always on my personal Instagram. Um, With Disney, I think, especially when we were social coordinators, we weren't able to do a lot working for Mm. Disney and being, like, in social media. So that was hard. But now I'm Mm. trying to pick it back up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. And
0: do you think that having a niche is important when possibly getting brand collabs? Like, is that important with reaching out to
1: brands or having brands reach out to you? Yeah, I think so. I think... If we're talking specifically, like, the Disney influencer community, I think there are a lot of brands out there that are specifically looking for Disney influencers because they have, like, a specific Disney collection coming out, um, like we both worked with Pura Vida for a Disney collaboration. I know that there are other, there's a lot of brands out there that collaborate with Disney, especially with like the Disney 100 mm-hmm. celebration going on right now. I know like Zara is doing a Disney collab. I know like Pan. I saw Aldo, I think too. Aldo yes. Shoes. Yes. And then I saw like Pandora jewelry always does stuff mm-hmm. with Disney. So they're always looking for like Disney influencers to share about that. So I definitely think it helps. Um, Um, Especially if you are creating content specifically, like, specifically Disney. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when I was getting brand collabs for, like, my lifestyle content, it was definitely more, like, um, like, smaller, like, beauty companies that would reach out to me. Or I worked with, like, various fashion brands that would send me clothes. So that was nice. But I think... For me, majority of the brands that I've worked with reached out to me instead of me reaching out to them. Same.
0: I would say I think I've had like one or two brand collabs where I've actually reached out to them Mm -hmm. and then we've made something happen. Every single else, everything else, they have reached out to me personally. um, And that is mainly how I get any brand collab that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I haven't really put the time and effort into creating um, like a set email to send out to brands. Like I haven't put the time in. So maybe if I did,
1: then I would see more
0: of that outcome. Mm -hmm. But majority of things, they reach out to me personally.
1: Yeah that's exactly how I am too like maybe if I were to sit down and like put together a nice little email template to send out to these brands maybe I would have more brand collaborations (laughs) but I haven't done that yet but I think that is one of the things that I am going to be working on like soon like this Mm -hmm. week is my, my plan. Um, but yeah, I would say that like 95% of my brand collaborations, they email me. Um, and then Uh. there are like platforms out there that I've used as well. So I've used Aspire IQ for a lot of my brand collabs and you just have to like Mm -hmm. be at a certain follower count. And I think they also look at your engagement rate to be, like, mm. um, qualified to join that program. And then once you yeah. are accepted, then they have, like, all of the different brands that Aspire IQ works with, and then you basically apply mm. to the different brand campaigns. So I've used that before. Mm. And then there are some brands where they have, like, a their own program. So, like, for example, Hot Topic. I'm a part of their Hot Topic Fanatic program. So they basically yes. just, like, email the different campaigns, and then you apply to which ones yeah. that you're interested in.
0: And that's same with Box Lunch, too. They have a similar program like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of hard when you're a beginning influencer or content creator, and you don't really know how to navigate the space. Because mm-hmm. um, I've gotten several questions like, how did you get to work with this brand? Mm-hmm. Or how do you market yourself? And I feel like when I first started out, I also had those same questions, and a lot of the people that I would then ask really gatekeeped a lot of how they kind of navigated the space. Uh-huh. Um, and I wish people were more transparent about their rates and how they reach out to brands because I didn't even know what, like, a m- influencer media kit was mm-hmm. until like a few years ago, because nobody told me about it. And randomly I saw it and was like, is, is this what people are doing? Mm-hmm. So basically a media kit is where you have some of your recent work that you've done with other brands, a list of companies or brands that you recently worked with, maybe your rates um, for your stories, for your posts, what you're willing to post in exchange for some type of money or gifting exchange mm-hmm. um, and then you will send that out to brands or maybe a brand will ask for it too when they're asking to collaborate with you um, and it's kind of like a resume that you can send out to brands and I know a lot of people will make those for you on Etsy if you want to or you can make your, your own which is probably pretty easy on Canva mm-hmm. uh, but, I th- but I think that is you know an important thing to have in your back pocket if you are hoping to collaborate with brands.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely helpful for when you are reaching out to the brands because if they're not reaching out to you, they don't know who you are. So if you're just like right. cold emailing brands and you're like, hey, I'm a content creator, um, I love your your brand, I'd love to work with you guys, then that's when you're pitching yourself And proving to them why they should work with you. Um, Mm. And I have gotten advice from several content creator friends. And a lot of people say just put yourself out there. Um, So that is definitely something that I need to start working on more. Because I sort of like haven't really like dot like done a deep dive in <laughs> to reaching out and doing all of that and cold emailing. So I definitely yeah. think that that is something that I have not touched yet. Um, but it is definitely helpful creating that media kit and I feel like there has to be like templates on Canva that would make it super easy too.
0: There has to be. I feel like if you looked up media kit something would probably pop up.
1: Oh yeah they have templates for everything especially like Canva Pro. (laughs) Yeah
0: because usually too something else that goes in those media kits is your engagement rate Mm -hmm. Um, because something that brands have been looking at a lot more rather than your follower count is your Engagement rate, mm-hmm. and you can actually look up your engagement rate just straight online. Um, and usually, if you have like a 10% engagement rate or above, that's pretty good, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But that's something that's more important, I mean, than your follower account. Because yeah. what if those followers are just bots? You want to make sure that they're actually interacting with your content,
1: yeah. And then also, like on TikTok, I feel like it could be really easy to gain followers if you have like a really viral video and then Mm -hmm. you get all of these followers but then you don't post after that. So that happens to a lot of people I feel where they have Mm -hmm. one super viral video and then that is where their following comes from but then on all of their other videos they never get engagement.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where it comes in, where it's really important to have a niche mm-hmm. um, that you're constantly posting within. So that's been a problem, honestly, for me on TikTok. I used to have really good engagement and now it's just total flop era until I have a good video again. And then I'll have a few videos that do relatively well and then they'll flop again. Mm-hmm. So, um, That's just TikTok is a whole nother animal where you're just having to constantly post and post and post more content, Mm -hmm. and it all has to be within the same sort of thing so that your followers stay consistent with you. Um, you can't just have something go viral and then all of a sudden be posting different things, right? Because people are going to be like, Well, what's this? You know,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, I will say though, I saw that your Princess Knight content did well on your TikTok. It did. It did.
0: And um, I was happy for that. And honestly, that one video, I, I posted a video of Giselle because that's, she's an icon, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I posted it just kind of on a whim, just kind of like, whatever, I'll just post this. I didn't really put much into it. It was just me screaming about Giselle and then a a video of her. And of course, that's the one that goes viral. Right. (laughs) Um, Not really viral, but you know, it did well. Um, And I was just like, okay, the, the TikToks, I don't put any effort into. They do well. And then I'll edit something for like an hour and it'll just be five views, so <laughs> it's kind of funny how that
1: works, but... That's how it always works, and it makes I swear. me so mad, because I literally will spend so long on some of my videos, because I'll do, like, TikTok vlogs, so I'm editing, like, a whole day's mm-hmm. worth of content, and then I do a voiceover, and then sometimes it takes me, like, 20 ticks to do a voiceover, because yes. I, it takes me a long time, and then it will not do as well, and then a video that it took me, like, I just posted it and it took me five seconds that will do well so can definitely relate to that
0: (laughs) oh I know it's the most frustrating thing ever I swear
1: yeah Um, I agree (laughs) (laughs) yeah but
0: I mean I think something that's funny too is that I wanted to touch on was like during the pandemic and after I went home to Ohio how living in a cooler climate um, and still trying to stay within my niche mm. was so hard and I commend any creators who are like at home and it's 13 degrees out and you have to go out and shoot content um because i distinctly remember if i found a colorful wall that would be my only place that i could really take photos because everywhere else is gray and has no leaves on the trees or (laughs) it's just so bland Uh um and trying to stay within your niche while you're living in like pittsburgh pa or cleveland ohio Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard sometimes yeah um and so I just think that's funny because I think of my um, friend, um, Danielle, who she's in the Disney creator space, and she is so consistent with her content, but she's living in like New York, which is very cold, and she's able to go on Disney trip and like bat- batch content that way. Wow! But other than that, she's in New York and has to still stay within her niche, but you know, it, it's difficult, and I've been through it i understand it's hard um but yeah it's 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 funny when you're not let's say living near the parks but still having to create disney content
1: yeah i feel Uh, like that would be really hard especially like being in a state far away from either california or florida and then also like how like doing brand collabs and not living near the park like i guess you could take pictures like in your town. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's funny because one of my
0: first big collabs with Danielle and Nicole, uh-huh. it was during the pandemic. And this was a big collab. There were two creators that were chosen for this. And it was the launch of their Cinderella bag. And it was for like an anniversary of Cinderella. For the 50th anniversary of Disney or something like that. Um, And I was so excited because I was getting this really pretty backpack from Danielle Nicole Cinderella. But the parks were all closed. I was living in Ohio. I had no options. Um, And so luckily there's like this medieval like castle Thing and I was able to like shoot it there, and it ended up being cool. But like, it was in Ohio, yeah, and yeah, I just had to deal with it. But, um,
1: yeah, so you gotta be creative. At least there was a a castle (laughs) that's true, (laughs) a castle that you could utilize for your brand collab,
0: (laughs) yeah, and it was literally that castle and like a graffiti wall that I would use all the time in like downtown Cleveland and it would and let me tell you you'd be in a sketchy part of Cleveland but there's a colorful wall so you know I'll be there <laughs> gunshots in
1: the background I don't care I'm wearing my Rogu <laughs> merch <laughs> now I need to scroll down your entire t- Entire Instagram feed and find <laughs> these graffiti walls. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Oh my
0: god! You'll know. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, perfect. Um, I'll find it. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh!
0: But it's a thing. It's a thing. Wow! I, I love
1: that. Um. So, do you have any tips to get brands to reach out to you? Since I know that, well, for both of us, we've been talking a lot about how most of our brand collabs it is brands emailing or messaging us directly
0: yeah um so that that's kind of a hard one because I feel like whenever I get reached out to by brands it's always kind of a surprise to me Mm -hmm. like a fun little fun little surprise I see in my inbox I'm like oh cool yeah um but I would think that that's just marketing yourself within your niche, continuously posting and also tagging brands that you want to collaborate with, Mm -hmm. like making sure that you're tagging those brands in each photo so that they start to recognize you, um, and kind of go from there and hope that one day they'll reach out to you and you're able to be part of a campaign, um, or even maybe even commenting on their stuff, which I've never really like done that, but, um. I think when you stay within a niche and you also continue to work with other brands and start marketing yourself that way, uh, they'll kind of start seeing your content and hopefully reach out to you. Do you have any tips on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say for tips for me is like reaching, not reaching out, is um, tagging brands for sure because uh, the way that I worked with Aerie and people have asked me this because I worked with Aerie in their ambassador program for about two years, um, mm. was I, the way that they found me was I actually posted a photo. This was during like the pandemic where no one was even going outside and I purchased a white like sheet and I yeah. like pinned it against my wall and like made like a white sheet. Situation did like a whole day's worth of content, um, and I took a photo, and it ha- so happened to be like an airy like little top that I was wearing, and I tagged yeah. airy, and then I got an email saying like, "Hey, we loved your content. Would you be interested in our ambassador program?" And mm. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Um, so I ended up like applying to it. There was a couple of interviews for it, which was interesting. And then I ended up like getting to be a part of their their ambassador program. Um, And during the interview process, they had told me the reason why that they found my account was because I had tagged Hmm. Aerie. So that was really interesting. And then I got to get a lot of opportunities with Aerie for those two years. So that was really cool. Um, But yeah, definitely tagging brands tagging them in your stories um, being like proactive with engaging in their content and then also like I think a big one is making sure that you have your contact information very clearly somewhere on your page so whether that mm-hmm. putting your email like in your bio which mm-hmm. I think is like the best because I know how these influencer like marketing places work because mm-hmm. I've done that in the past and mm-hmm. if you If you can't find your email, like, straight away, people will just, like, skip out on you. <laughs> um, so, either having, like, your email straight in your bio or it is in, like, the little button. Yes. Where it's, like, contact and then you click on it and then your email's right there. So, right. doing one of those will ensure that brands can easily reach out to you. And then, like, what Christy said is just, like, having that niche of what your content is will help brands find you and want to work with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think stories is a good way to kind of subtly put it in, like get it in their ear too, because that goes directly to their DM inbox, which I think posts do that as well now. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially if you're posting multiple stories at a time, sometimes they'll see that and even repost it on their own stories Mm -hmm. um which can be really helpful honestly um and a good way for any social media manager to see your see your stuff Mm -hmm. um and I think another good piece of information to hit on is even if a brand reaches out to you and wants to collaborate with you it may be very exciting to see that brand wants to work with you but also to be selective with who you're working with and what items they're sending you um, because I have had multiple brands send me merch or a gifted opportunity and it comes to my front doorstep. I open it and I say, this is not like pretty much good enough. Like this isn't something that I would directly buy. Why would I then post this onto my you know, out to my community if it's not something that I would personally want to represent. Mm -hmm. So just because you're working with a brand and super excited, you need to make sure that that also fits within what you want to represent. Because I feel like later down the line, that will kind of bite you in the butt because you want your followers to know that you're not just posting stuff to post, but you actually really enjoy the product that you're like showing to
1: them. Yeah, exactly, because I get emails every single day from random companies all the time, or it's, like, places or brands or whatever from, like, whatever influencer platforms that they want to share whatever products. So I'll, like, get random emails, and, for example, I received today an email about how they want me to share their pet products and I do not have an audience that would be interested in me sharing about pet products yeah so I'm like I don't I don't think that would work or I have like in the past week I remember I got one that was about like um some like I don't know, like a home cleaning pro- oh. product, something random. And I'm like, yeah. no one is going to care <laughs> about this. They want to see the Disney content. And yeah. if it's not Disney content, it's not going to do well. well. And then, especially if it's like a branded like content and it's something that is not up my alley, people are going to be mm-hmm. like, what is this girl? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, but I'll say even if it's
0: something that's, Within my niche, I have gotten boxes uh, that have been Disney. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember this one. And it was, I I don't want to say the company, but it was for this, like, box that had a bunch of different... Things in it that were at Disney. It's so exciting to get something like this before your Disney trip. And I opened it up, and everything you could have bought from, like, Walmart, it was flimsy. It just wasn't cute. I started filming something for it, and in the middle of filming, I'm acting like this is the most amazing thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally like, I can't do this. This yeah. is not amazing. I would not buy this. I would not even give this to my friend why am I then promoting it for free on my social media when I don't even want any of this this product that they're giving me, to be honest, right. you know? And so I did send them an email back, and I said, this doesn't fit my audience. This doesn't fit for, like, what I want, and kind of gave them, uh, like, you know, some good criticism or... What is that called? I don't know. Like feedback? Uh, Feedback, yeah. I gave them some feedback on my end, and they were appreciative of that. And, like, I sent it back to them, and it was fine. Um, But that's just an example of maybe it doesn't fit within what you're wanting. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of had to shut it
1: down because you shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's totally valid. and And I feel like in this day and age of, like, being a content creator, influencer, like, trying to be as, like, genuine and authentic as possible. And a lot of people are starting to realize when influencers, I think I'm... Thinking specifically in the beauty community where they Mm. are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then Mm. it's like a false advertisement or they're actually not really like they don't love the product. And there's like a specific TikToker that there's like a lot of like controversy around right now, specifically in the beauty community. And a lot of people are like able to like sense the bullshit when it comes Mm. to like these content deals and whatnot. So I think it's really... Good that you like did that instead of like going forward and saying, hey guys, this is the best product and the world, and then it's not. <laughs>
0: well, I think especially, too, when you're just doing a gifted exchange, mm-hmm. that's different, too. Um, well, I mean, it really wouldn't be different if they were paying, either. Yeah. But, you know, especially if you're not getting comp-
1: compensated in the correct manner, as well. Um, yes, absolutely. And but, I, mean, I think talking about the our experience with gifted collabs and then paid collabs we are really trying to get more of those paid collabs currently and I know a lot of people have asked me like how do you get like paid collabs instead Mm -hmm. of constantly getting just gifted product which I think it's something that we're still figuring out too. (laughs) I think we're still figuring it out ourselves Mm -hmm.
0: Um, but some advice that I've heard from Other creators that they've gave me about how to set your rates and such like that is to really know your worth Mm -hmm. um, and really consider how much work goes into creating each each piece of content yes because when you think about it okay let's say that you're shooting with a dslr you have to consider how much that camera costs Mm -hmm. then let's go into photoshop how much are you paying for adobe per month and then how much time is this taking you what's your commute how much mileage are you paying for that so when you really add up all that all that all the time that you're taking Mm -hmm. um and let's say that you're spending your saturday doing this you have to market yourself with that in mind, um, and don't sell yourself short. Yeah. So that's what people have told me. Um, have I took it into consideration all the time? No. No, <laughs> because I want to work with a dream brand or something like that, so I, I don't always. But that's the advice that I've gotten, and to put each of those things kind of into that rate that you're creating... Um, and I think each rate is going to be different for each creator, depending on your engagement rate you're following um, and what kind type of brand you're working with and what their budget is as well.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think for me, too, I think we are, are very similar in the sense that we're we're both sort of in like the same boat of getting still getting a lot of like gifted collaborations but wanting to obviously get paid because yeah money is money (laughs) and I'd love to get some money um but I think also (laughs) for me is that right now a lot of these brands that are reaching out to me it's like we would love to work with you we would send you these products and in exchange Mm -hmm. for xyz deliverable and they're not like telling me that there is a budget initially Mm -hmm. so then I just like go with the flow and I'm like okay well let me just do this uh, brand collab because it will give me something to post on my socials and it will show other brands that I have experience with these brands that I'm working with so then I just go with the flow and just Uh do it but I don't like say well I'd love to work with you guys, but here are my rates. So Mm. that is something that I am going to try and do in the future. We'll see. Um, But there have been instances where brands reach out to me and then they ask me what my rates are. And then Mm. I'm sort of like, oh my gosh, they're going to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get really excited. But the thing that I do with that is that I don't give them a, a number right away. I ask them what's your budget for Mm. this? Because I've done that every single time and I always get paid more than what I was going to ask. So that's Hmm. my tip.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I think you also had a good point earlier by saying like – I don't know. I think when you're starting up, it's kind of like a job where you kind Mm -hmm. of have to go through the trenches of just doing a brand collab to do one and Mm -hmm. to build up the brands that you've worked with previously. So then when you get a higher following, get more engagement and are able to work with more people, you can say, I've worked with these brands. This is why I am a valuable creator for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because obviously you're not going to start right away getting paid like a thousand dollars per TikTok. Oh no. <laughs> That's not happening. You have to do. I win. You have to do the you're in the trenches. The gritty, the gritty or the dirty work. I don't know. <laughs> Why am I saying the gritty? No. I don't know. I think you've been scrolling on TikTok for too long. <laughs> but yeah you have to be down in the trenches and you do that is what we have been doing and it is now time for our <laughs> our wings to fly to the, the paid collabs
0: <laughs> i mean i think we're giving advice on this just from what we've heard and yeah. what we uh think <laughs> will work for <from. laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we've heard. This is what we think. Um, but something that we've been talking about, too, is how weird Gen Z is. Yes. Are you a Gen Z, by the way? Technically, I of. am. <laughs> okay, so we're both Gen Z. Yeah. And <laughs> the way that Gen Z has changed feeds and how weird they are now is just kind of funny. Because um, they're... I don't know. Everything is so zoomed in and, like, authentic, and it will just be a sleigh selfie, and then the next carousel that you go on, it will be a zoomed-in picture of a toenail. Um, (laughs) So you never really know what to expect, and I think that's
1: the whole point. Yes. I think Gen Z likes an element of surprise. (laughs) Where you're scrolling, you you don't know what is coming next. Which, I love that for Gen Z. I do, too. (laughs) I mean, it gets you very creative.
0: Um, What side of TikTok have you been on recently?
1: Ooh, well... Recently, I have been on Match Day TikTok. That's very niche (laughs) Um, to medical school. So I've been on that as of recently. But other than that, I have been on, I don't know. I just keep getting Disney TikToks on my For You page. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's because also Toontown recently opened, so I've been getting a lot of Toontown content. And then there's been, um, I feel like something else. Oh, like Tron and things on Disney World side. There's been a lot of, like, things happening, like Disney.
0: There's been a lot of announcements recently.
1: Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of Disney stuff. Um... I feel like if I were to go on to my TikTok right now, there's there would probably be something crazy. But mm-hmm. that's the only thing that I can think of at this point in time. What about you? Okay.
0: <laughs> Well, the reason why I said that was because one of my most recent TikToks, which absolutely flopped, but I did not care, um, was of Jasper the doll. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I know what or how you're talking about. I got onto this demonic side of TikTok, but I did, and so uh, it's very like it gives me those whole Gen Gen Z vibes that we were talking about. So yes, like basically, I'm on Jasper the doll engagement TikTok, Disney mm. TikTok proposal um summer taylor swift like
1: oh i yes we did talk about that at the beginning of this episode that i'm on taylor swift era's tour tiktok (laughs) yes
0: but jasper the doll is gonna haunt me in my sleep (laughs) so
1: (laughs) that's funny
0: (laughs) it's definitely interesting oh wait i've been on hunger
1: games tiktok the heel why no i've been on hunger games tiktok I know, I heard you. The heel, why? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Because it's been (laughs) trending, and, like... I've been seeing, like, different Hunger Games, like, conspiracy theories. I don't know why Gen Z has brought back Hunger Games, first of all. But people are talking about Hunger Games again. So I've been on Hunger Games TikTok as well. Hmm. And I've been seeing all of these things. And it's making me want to watch Hunger Games. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. (laughs) Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) Wow, I love that. I know. Do we have anything else, any other tips that we want to share with um, our
1: little giddles for, for this episode? <laughs> um, I think just content creation in general, brand collabs. I will give a shout out to my Amazon storefront. Um, Ooh. There are a lot of things that have helped me be a content creator, like tools and Mm. things. Um, I have like my favorite little tripod that I use and I know also I've been on like Alex Earl TikTok and the things that she recommends and everyone has been talking about this dang Alex Earl light and if you don't know what it is, it is linked in my Amazon storefront. It's like Mm. not a ring light. It's sort of like a loom cube but it's like way brighter and has a lot more settings and then also it has a clip on it so you can clip it to your phone or you can clip Mm. it to the back of your phone if like you're using your back camera or you can clip it to the top of your phone and so everyone's been talking about this light um i also like use other things for my content creation um I don't know, you can find it in my Amazon storefront. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my shout out to myself. Ooh,
0: <laughs> I love that. I'm about to I need a I need a tripod because I need to what? be shooting it's
1: what happened to your tripod?
0: Oh, yes. Okay, y'all. Be weir- wary um, if you're shopping at Best Buy for some content creation tools because I got scammed. Um, <gasps> this is my also my dismay, apparently. Um, I went in because Miss Emily can't go to the parks with me anymore because she doesn't have a pass. And so oh I'm like, well, I don't have any friends, so I need to go get myself a Friend of a tripod, so I went, got <laughs> a tripod, screaming. came home, half of it was missing. Um, <laughs> so Girl. it's still sitting in my car because I just don't want to go back into Best Buy, it's just intimidating. Yeah. Um, so because I don't want to say, like, what if they think that I
1: am coming back with half a tripod for no reason? Mm. Like, no, <laughs> they don't care. Remember how I went back. We went to Best Buy to buy these podcast microphones together, and then I went back to Best Buy to oh. exchange my podcast microphone solely on the color. The guy was like, "Is there anything wrong?" I was like, "No, I just want a different color." And he looked at me. He was probably like, "This girl is extra." <laughs> it's so you. And I so love you it. you can definitely go into Best Buy, bestie, and. Get that sorted. My God, (laughs) yeah. We'll be weary because I don't know what is it weary. (laughs) I
0: don't
1: know. That just sounds like a funny word. (laughs) Well, Best Buy is a scam. So, just kidding. it's Okay. Well, that is. I don't know. That's not your main character this week, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Not the tripod from Best Buy. Do you have a main character? (laughs) Um, my main character would have to be, well I was thinking about this, I went to LA over the weekend and went to a lot of like fun stores, um, so I bought this Winnie the Pooh tote bag from this store called Stop, and they have a lot of like cute Japanese like goodies and like blind boxes. And the last time I went they didn't have this Winnie the Pooh tote bag and this time I went they had it on the wall. So that is my main character. I will say the store itself is okay. the main character. It's called Nico Stop. It's in Little Tokyo, LA. Um and it's really cute. They have an Instagram. You can check it out and they have a lot of fun stuff. Like also like Hello Kitty stuff and they had Disney princess blind boxes, too, of, like, little figurines. So it was really cute. And also, I got the last Winnie the Pooh tote bag. They had to take the display tote bag down for me because I got the last one, which meant it was meant to I agree. To be. I think it definitely was. That is a great ma- main character, and I love that. Yes, so... I guess that's this week's episode (laughs) all about brand collabs and our content creation. I mean, hopefully if you
0: are a smaller creator and putting yourself out there, keep doing it because that's how you grow. And I know it can be hard, but you got this bestie. Um, And if you have any questions about anything that we talked about, feel free to always DM me or Emily. We are always here for y'all, and we appreciate you getting in the car and talking this week.
1: Yes, and I'm sure we will have more advice about paid brand collabs once we get some more of those. So (laughs) that will definitely be an upcoming episode in the coming weeks once me and Christy have more experience in that Field, <laughs> so,
0: for, sure. for um, sure.
1: Until then, um, make sure that you guys leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We super appreciate it. Um, and also make sure that you're following Gid on socials at Get In Dreamers on Instagram and TikTok. And then also make sure that you're following us on our personal socials as well to see all of our content creation and brand collabs. Mine is at It's Emily Ever After.
0: And mine is at Christy underscore at McKenna. And All right, that's y'all. it. <laughs> you can get out of the car now. Go create content. Yeah,
1: go. Go. Bye. Bye. Bye.